So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing season three, episode six of Love During Lockup. On this episode, Jade thinks about ways to, quote, invest Chris's money into herself. Leticia ignores Keith's budget and buys herself a ring. Renika finds out Asante has been released without her knowing. Kirok buys Brittany a grill of the barbecuing variety. And Jake tells Savannah he's mentally prepared for a long stay in prison. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK. Teachable moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Uh, things are crazy. I feel like I'm in the thick of it. I just got back from Italy, yeah. which is why we're a day late. Right. Yes. <laughs> for the weekend, yes, for a that wedding. weekend trip to Italy that is everyone right. just does all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just trying to catch up on my life right now. Yeah. Ugh. There are other people trying to catch up on their life, I feel like. <laughs> uh, let's start off with uh, Brittany and Key Rock. Sure. So, Brittany is missing Key Rock, wishing he would call because they had that huge fight about her uh, since she hasn't heard from him since the missed video call from a couple days ago. Brittany then gets a call from her friend Carla, who is in prison with Key Rock. Carla tells Brittany about a purse party, which, do you know what that means? Felt like it was code for something. It does sound like it was code for some sort of thing where people would bring drugs in a purse or something. I don't know. Yes, that's right. A, but they're in prison. I don't so, know. Yeah. Yeah. Very confusing. Okay. So Carla says she got into an altercation with a crazy woman who had her boyfriend defend her, which I don't know if that's another trans situation, but I was like, it just sounds like some random house party. Anyways, Key Rock got involved and broke the guy's eye and eardrum. Brittany demands to talk to Keyrock, but Carla tells her he's in the gym, so Brittany backs off, knowing not to disturb his gym time. Brittany's concerned that Keyrock is still fighting because he might get sent to the hole where he's only allowed two calls a month or might get more charges. Later, Keyrock's brother have a surprise for her. It's a grill that Keyrock bought for her. The brothers are making some steak for her as well. Brittany appreciates the thoughtfulness. Brittany then gets an envelope full of cash. Brittany says Keyrock invested in a laundromat before he was in prison. So that's how he's getting his money. Keyrock calls and says that he remembered the story of her grilling carne asada as a kid, and that's why he got her a grill. Brittany then asks about the fight, and Keyrock denies that it even happened. Keyrock wonders why she believes someone else and why she isn't so sure of him. Brittany then wonders why Carla would make that up. So I feel like Brittany is more suspicious that Keyrock is lying because what is the motivation for Carla? Right. So what do you what's your take on it? Who do you believe? I'm I'm more team Carla like because it was the 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 couple things on that. Yes, I'm also like why would that even make any sense? Like right. I'm going to get between this my friend and her and her boyfriend by fabricating this fight that she's going to find out as a fabrication within like three hours. Like that doesn't, yeah. it makes no sense at all. Right? Yeah. Cause Key Rock's going to deny it. Yeah. Right. He's going to deny it. If it didn't happen, it didn't happen. Like, you know, he's going to deny it if you make it up. Right. But it also makes the way it just didn't sound like somebody who was being accused of something or, or something came up that was completely out of left field. Like, like it was completely invented. Right. Like it wasn't like I, f- 
I feel that if I was Key Rock and somebody was like, I heard you got in a big fight, you'd be like, you heard what? Who said that? I didn't even come close to getting it. What? Who told right. you that? Right? I would have been like that. And and Key Rock was just like, now why you believe in other people before you believe me? And it was yeah. like, that is very defensive and very aggressive. And anybody who comes very aggressive, like trying to immediately spin it around on me and make me the wrongdoer, makes me feel like they're covering something up. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know if I believe Key Rock, but then also it's like, I feel like this is verifiable information, so why would he lie? Because, okay, great, you have a he said, she said situation with Carla and Kiron. Mm-hmm. They're not the only two people there. Brittany has other friends, like, on the inside, you know? So it's like, she would know. So this is all, to me, like, very odd because it's easily verifiable by a third party. Right, right. <clears throat> Which... I don't know. Either per, either that case, the person was lying, but it's going to be Key Rock. But I feel like Carla would be like more likely to be like, yeah, she asked a third party and the third party is like, what fight? What are you talking about? Right. Then yeah. she's going to be on it. But I think Key Rock is very much trying to set the tone of, no, you don't ask anybody else about my business. I tell you what I want to tell you about my business and you trust me. And that's the end of the story. Right? Yes, I agree. And I actually thought it was kind of interesting that Brittany kind of I don't know. It's almost like threw it back, like because Key Rock says like he has spies everywhere, uh-huh. or at least you know that's yeah. what Brittany's starting to think. And then it's like, well, Brittany, you're doing the same damn thing to Key Rock, like checking up on him, like through your mutual friends. Yeah, you have informants that are like literally calling you. Oh, right. he got in trouble, snitching that he got in trouble for sure. Yeah, so it's I guess that's all not all that different between the ways they they're going after they're they're coming after each other because it's like. The grills got delivered by this bro- by the brothers, and I feel like the you know the brothers are always checking up on her and like using this as an opportunity to do that too. But what was the grill for? Like he's sorry for what? I don't know why he's sorry. You know, it didn't make any sense to me. The fact that they got in a fight, maybe the fact that you know he's just trying to prove like to spoil her because he hasn't talked to her for a couple days. Yeah, I guess he's sorry for blowing her off after she missed the. The date and it was like not talking about it. And also like a random three hundred dollars. Like it's Yeah. Here, babe. Yeah. There's go get yourself something get nice. Get yourself something nice. And there's there's just and we're gonna talk a lot about it in this episode. A lot of like I understand that for some people, you know, we have the gift giving is your love language. Right. I feel like the people I know who gift giving is their love language, if I just straight up gave them three hundred bucks, they'd be like no, like this. No, like yeah. the part of it is that you love me so much and you care about me so much that you know what to get for me. Not just like that you lavish me with money, that just cash money that you have. Yeah. Now, clearly other people are of different opinions, right? Well, I thought Q-Rock's actual gift was thoughtful. The grill was for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he had. And a- maybe he knows her. Like he knows her enough to get her a grill and he knows her enough to give her cash. Give her cash. Hard, it's cold just- hard cash because that's what she wants. It, it, that's I, I I mean, cash is nice and I like cash. And most of the time I, I will tell people, hey, give me cash if I want to you know, talk about birthday presents or, you know, wedding presents or whatever presents I'm getting these days as an old man. And it's just like, I just say cash just because I don't want them to have to think. I'm like, I don't want yeah. you to go through all that trouble. Just give me cash. It's fine. If you want okay. to give me something, well, ready to check. That's fine. Do you remember Deontay's girl? I cannot remember her name. The first one. The first one. one. Not Lindsay. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, she was super stoked to get just a just cash. full of cash. Yeah, she was she flaunting was. that stuff around like it was a ring. Right. Oh yeah, they do like the thing where they fan themselves off with it. And yeah. Stuff. It's so, I, and it's so weird because I, and it's cash. Like, when is the last time I had even cash? Like money is. I don't know. It's it's very. Oh, I'm very. Well, confused I have a ton of cash left over from when I was collecting money for that baseball game. Oh. Oh my god! I'm still spending that cash. That was back in June. I would have deposited it if I was you. Oh my god! I would have just taken it to the bank. Too much hassle, you know. I don't really ever go to the bank for anything. No, I I would have had to make a special trip to the bank for sure, like to do it. Yeah, I don't. Nobody. I don't regular. I don't regularly go to the bank either. No, I don't. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's nice to have too. Yeah, for I, people things. like look at me funny though when I give them cash. They're just like, "What's this?" Oh, yeah, like, you're you some sort of drug dealer. What's yeah, going I went. On? To, yeah. No, I literally went to Trader Joe's like right before this, and I was trying to pay in cash, and she was like, she was staring off into space, like literally in the opposite direction. So I'm just sitting there with this like money. I didn't say anything, uh-huh. right? And she turns around, finally knows. She's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," because she thought I was paying for cards. So she was waiting for this transaction. She was using the card machine, and she didn't have to do anything, right? Right. She was just staring off into space, and I'm just like, "What is this lady doing?" Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I guess we'll see where this goes, but they just seem like two people who don't trust each other now. Yeah, that's true. And it's not going to get better when they when they break up. All right, but let's let's move on. Let's speaking of people who definitely associate dollar signs with how much you love them and talk about Letitia and Keith. Oh gosh, yes. So Letitia's back home, but needs to talk to Keith right away uh, to get to the bottom of what she calls some baby mama situation. Like because somebody told her that Keith's baby mama didn't know that he was married and she was trying to get back with him and I don't know. That's word on the street. So she's not trying to have these other bitches plotting to get her man. And she's going to nip this in the butt. So Keith, she calls him. He doesn't know anything about the baby mama. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about or who you're talking to or what, whatever. And then the daughters come in and he kind of says hi to her younger daughter. And then we ski one of their big family issues is Letitia's older uh, daughter, Naira, who seems uh, largely just sick and tired of her mom's romantic bullshit like she's dick like chasing yeah there's a lot of guys who are the yeah, dick chasing for about yes basically right. so Letitia, because remember she just had to leave the whole family to go visit keith she she comes back and feels guilty and so she takes them to the arcade to make up for that and uh, there's ski ball and there's bowling and there's ddr and during bowling, Letitia kind of sits next to Naira and is like, oh, are you warming up to Keith yet? And she's like, no, I've never met him. I don't know this guy. Like, no. So Letitia thinks that, well, the only reason you're not warming up to him is because you, you know, aren't actually ever talking to him. But Naira's like, why do I want to talk to him? He's in prison. This, no, stop, mom. So Naira's worrying, worried. Uh, and by worried, it seems fairly confident that this relationship, once Keith is out, is going to blow up. And hurt Letitia just like all of her other relationships did. All right. So then we kind of get our commercial segment, which is back at the house where we see like Keith had flowers delivered to every single resident of the house and giant teddy bears. And Letitia's very, very satisfied with what's going on here and the amount of flowers and besides the bouquet, because if these are the kind of gifts she's getting when he's away. Imagine what she's going to – all the fun stuff she's going to get when she when he gets back. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. But, so then we move on to her way of locking him down and keeping those other bitches at bay. 
Uh, and that's because one thing she has a plan because they had a prison wedding. She never got a, a, her, her, her ring. So she, her and her friend are going to go get this big blingy ring so that the baby mamas can come out and they know they's going to know what's up and who this man belongs to. So she had a negotiation with Keith about the budget from the ring and her initial budget number was even a bit too high for him at $30,000. Oh, God. She got him down to $10,000. Um, decent. Uh, so she first sees that the one, uh, there's a pretty one that she likes. And until she sees the price, she's like, oh, this isn't too bad. Until she finds out how much it is. And that the lady, the woman at the shop is like, oh, it's $2,100. And she was like, oh, no, get this disgusting garbage off of my finger. Like, this is just, <laughs> I'm going to puke. Why did you let me wear that? Um, so it's out. Next up, she sees the ring that is sufficiently blingy. She really likes it. But after she tries it on is when she finds out that this ring is 15000 Financing the ring is an issue because Keith ain't doing no financing. God, it's not his thing. It's, like, yeah, prenups. financing ain't my thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't We're yeah. not those kind of people. I'm not that kind of person that puts my name on things is basically right. what he is. He's like, when you put your name on something, they call that evidence. And I don't do that. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, so the woman at this shop is like, well, she asks, kind of goes to does the I'll ask the manager thing, but the price won't come down. So Leticia is not ready to she's not ready to downsize her life. So she hands over the credit card, knowing full well that Keith is going to freak out about go, her, her going over the budget. So, I mean, so I did look it up. The median and I'll say I like to say median because I don't want to get thrown off by the people who spend like, you know, four point seven million dollars on a wedding ring, yeah. things like that. The median price for a wedding ring in the United States is $6,500 for an engagement ring. Um, So I guess part of me really bucks at this, right? Because I I am not a a money person, right? Yeah. What in the world does she think is so special about her that she gets to have a ring that's five times better than everybody else's ring? I don't know. But, you know, quite honestly, it's like there are – if she is just – she cares about the optics of it, right? She hundred percent cares about the optics. Yeah, yeah. Freaking just get a lab diamond. No, right? no, 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 no. Just the, I know, no, I know, I know. The optics she cares about is what was the dollar sign that was spent on oh, this no, ring. But I'm saying, <laughs> but also I think like she could have taken the ten thousand dollars and with like a lab diamond, she could have easily gotten a three carat ring with that. But. No, that it, for her, I don't. I don't actually know that we say that. Now that you say it, I don't know what's about the optics. It's literally about what I need to know. I need to know for my life. I don't. I don't really care if anybody else knows that this ring was more expensive than theirs. That's all I give a shit about. The size of the ring, how it looks, anything else does not matter. The only yeah, thing that matters is the think, price tag. That's it. See, I think it's more like she wants something real big to show off to the baby mama, right? Because really, like, how would the baby mama know how much it was? Because she's oh, not. Yeah. I mean, I know like, how the baby mama is going to know how much it, lo- it was because the first thing she's going to say to the baby mama is, "He got me a fifteen thousand dollar ring. What did he get you?" That's, right. She's going to yeah. name the price when saying, she says it. Yes. Like I don't know. If you're classier, you wouldn't say anything. You'd let the ring speak for itself. Well, if we were, if she was classier, she wouldn't be in this situation. Like we've seen that. That's the, that tends to be the difference between what people consider like classy rich and non classy rich. Yeah. Is and we saw that with Jade and Chris. Having right. the nice things and letting them speak for themselves, that's considered classy. Telling yeah. everybody how much everything you own costs, that's trashy. 
Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I just... And that's the thing that confuses me about people who do things like this. Like, she went 50% over budget. It's like, where is that money coming from? Like, it's one thing, like, if you had the money and you're just like, oh, okay, I'm just going to move some stuff around, make some hard decisions, Mm -hmm. like, forego that vacation, spend it more on here, even though I'd originally budgeted this. But it confuses me when people continue continuously blow their budget but it's like where are you expecting that money to come from that's 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 keith's problem like mm-hmm. keith has magic because because i mean from at least the way the show is editing it keith is still dealing drugs like sure like, keith has a lot of money coming in from illegal sources is what the it, what it very much sounds like and so she's yeah. just like well i don't care where the money comes from he's going to come up with it because he always does so He's taking care of me. Then that that's his problem, not mine. Well, right. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I think it's gross. Like I also don't know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me personally. And this maybe is a class thing. I think that I have only ever in my life purchased two things that cost more than $30,000 and they were both houses. Like, and so, mm. The idea of wearing something that you can lose, that can like get either stolen or taken off or misplaced, that costs more than my car is terrifying <laughs> to me. Like why that I would just be anxious constantly with that. I would never be able to wear it. I don't understand how people can. I really don't. Uh, you just get really good insurance. I I I, I still couldn't do I I I, I still wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know I wouldn't trust the insurance, but I'm like, oh, and I'm going to have to get a claim and a thing, whatever. It's $30,000 that I just like left sitting on the wherever. Like I, I couldn't, oh, oh, it just. Yeah. To be honest, I really don't worry about my ring too much because I have insurance on it. So I'm just like, eh. I mean, obviously it's more of the sentimental, like, oh, well, it was this ring, you know, and there's. Sh- should be some kind of a sentimental and you're right there is going to be a hassle of having to make a claim and get a replacement and i'm going to get the exact same thing you know mm-hmm. uh but honestly i just i don't i don't think about it i would I guess that's never I, that's the thing, the like me, I would never stop thinking about it i would never be like yeah. there's thirty thousand dollars on my left hand there's thirty thousand dollars on my left hand there's thirty thousand dollars on my left hand i'm carrying around th- it to me it's like would i carry around thirty thousand dollars in my pocket no Especially, right. and this is a little bit different. I live near Baltimore. That shit is getting yeah, fucking sure. stolen. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is one thing though. When I've been in a couple situations, not many, couple situations where I'm like, ooh, I turn my ring around because I'm just like, I don't need to be flashing that right now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it, I could. I, I don't think I'd ever be able to stop thinking about like how much I was constantly carrying around all all the time. Yeah, and I don't know. It's 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 different and. You know, thankfully, my people are kind of in the same place I am, I think. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Speaking of blinging, let's uh, talk about Jade and Chris. So Jade and her sister are driving to South Dakota from Minnesota, which is a five hour drive. Uh, Chris is in prison in South Dakota and they're going to the prison for the prison powwow. Jade is a little worried that Chris could just put her out if they were to divorce based on the conversation they had. Jade was told by Chris that if something were to happen, he would give her half of everything just because the kindness of his heart. Mm. But Jade is now realizing he has no real obligation to give her anything and she really could just be left with nothing. 
Jess, Jade's sister, asks her if she's feeling resentful, and Jade says yes. She thinks Chris takes her for granted, and she's given up a lot, like not traveling, not planning a family, or doing anything that other women her age are doing. Jess suggests that maybe she come up with, like, a contingency plan where she could just buy things that she could resell or possibly start transferring money into her account just in case something were to happen. All right. Um, it's actually kind of interesting that Jess said that as the plan because I kind of feel like you know, your typical trophy wife, housewife, whatever, you know, someone who has money kind of does the same thing, right? They quote, invest in, uh-huh. like, high-end fashion or jewelry, things that they could resell because, I mean, by law, those are considered gifts, right? Sure, sure. I mean, well, that's actually funny because that's kind of like, you know, the the whole point we talked about engagement rings just now. That was like the whole point of when engagement rings started. That was the whole point, right? right? Here's enough money. Here's something that if I go and fuck you over, you can sell and get money for, right? Right, um, right. And that's kind of where that came from. But like, yeah, that might not – I think a lot of them also take – straight up take some of the cash that they're given and don't spend it on stuff. And they're like, yeah, hey, we put it away here. But I was actually really confused and really interested about like the divorce stuff because mm-hmm. like – because it, the stuff is if, if they're in one of those community property states, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter whose name it's in. Right. If you right, bought that house right. when you were married, that house is half hers. Right. Yeah. And um, and it doesn't. It, it, and and so she would be protected. But they're like in different states and going to move yes. to different things. So I don't know even know how that works when you get divorced. Does it matter where I you think got it's married? Where you know, it's where you file for divorce. Because I had a friend who lived in Japan mm-hmm. and his. Uh, so he moved there with his wife and his wife when they separated moved to New York and he filed in Japan, which by the way, does not favor women at all. So. <laughs> well, and that's, but that's different because that's international. I don't know if it works yeah. different statewide because otherwise. I think it's whoever, I think it's whoever files in whatever state. So right, it's almost but you, like if you're living in two different states and it's favorable in the state that you're living in, you almost have to beat the other person to filing for divorce. Right. But you have to, you totally have to have at least residence in that state first. Oh, yeah. You can't just visit a random state and be like, I like this state's laws. Let me just file for divorce in this random state that I don't live in. Exactly. So I wonder, yeah. I wonder like where that is in him because he's uh, – is he on a federal prison? And then and then we get into the tribal territory if he lives sure. there. Like who – I don't even know how that works. But the point was is that it's not necessarily just because it's in his name that she has nothing and she has no, no right. protection, right? Yeah. Um, You know, not to say that she shouldn't protect herself <laughs> but i don't know it, it, it it's just like and it's one of those things it's like well don't worry about it if 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 you know it but he said if i died i'd give it to you right that's yeah. that's not what i'm that's what you, not what you have to be worried about because if you're getting divorced he's not gonna feel as generous and feel like oh yeah i'll give you half the stuff like yeah for sure especially if there's other women involved i feel like because I feel like that woman is going to be whispering in his ear, like, don't give her anything. Why? You don't have to. Right. Yes. Yes. Every divorce is its own unique, fun set of circumstances with its own fun dynamics um, that go with it in terms of who's telling what to who and who wants what from who. But Yeah. 
And so like, that's the stuff. It's just, it's funny to me that some of the, sometimes it takes people so long to be like, wait a second. I don't have any other options here. <laughs> like, like well, yeah, didn't, why didn't you think about that? Like when you committed to marrying this guy, it's, it's wild. Yeah. All right. So speaking of people who are desperate to commit to marry people, we also have Savannah back. So Savannah still is talking to Jake after her weird meeting with Tim when he didn't want to answer any questions or anything. So she tells Jake about how, you know, about how Tim didn't want to answer any questions. He was like, yeah, Jake is like, I don't know what's up with that. And, you know, she's still trying to figure out why his commutation might have been denied and then says, well, have you talked to your mom about it yet? So Jake says, I'll talk to her tomorrow. And Savannah thinks after she hangs up, she hangs up the phone and is just like, you know, I think I'm going to just drive by his mom's house just to like see if she's there, I guess. Oh Maybe uh, she somehow had a re- – I have no idea what it well, – that's going to be my question. So we'll table it. It's a, clearly a thinly veiled rat ruse just to try to talk to mom because she's desperate for this mom's approval who she feels like so already bizarre. has rejected her even though they've never met. She doesn't understand why Jake's mom is suspicious of her and can't see all of her good intentions. And she thinks it's because you haven't met me yet. So we'll, let's change that. So anyway, she rolls up on the street and while she's literally on the street of the mom's house, calls the mom to say, oh, hey, are you home? I'm in the neighborhood. So nothing actually happens after that because next we see her. Um, she's back on the road getting a call from Jake. And he calls and she does, to her credit, fess up to calling um, mom and being a weirdo. And Jake tells mm-hmm. her that he's pretty pissed about that. And uh, if this, this situation blows up in her face, that's a her problem that she's going to have to deal with. So he also tells her that it's pretty stalkerish, but she's like, I was just trying to help. So he, and when she says the, the I was just trying to help um, line, he just kind of goes, well, you're not helping. Uh, I don't need your help. This is dumb. If this is the help you're offering, stop helping. <laughs> um, and he's kind of is like, I already assumed I was going to be locked up to 2028. So you're not really even getting me anything anyway. So she's pretty upset about that. So next up, we see Savannah back home showing up at her friend Caitlin's house with a giant cardboard cutout of Jake's face that she then places next to an open flame, which doesn't seem like a good idea. So she's back home and fills in Caitlin about what happened in Waterloo. So Caitlin says, eh, ask where things are going. And Savannah says, well, she wants to get married, um, which Caitlin is like, well, that's a good idea. Um, actually, he doesn't think is a good idea because Jake doesn't want to get married. Um, so anyway, he gives her a call while she's there and um, he makes a wild guess that is like, oh, hey, are you talking about getting married? Because, you know, that's all she ever talks about. So it was a really yeah. even money guess. So he says that he then tells Caitlin about why he doesn't want to get married right now. He doesn't want to have like the beginning of his marriage tied to his time in prison is one thing. But also once he gets out. He wants, you know, some time to live on his own. He doesn't want to just jump into a, jump into being in a, you know, marriage thing. He needs some time to figure things out, figure out who he is. And um, that figuring out who he is also includes dating other women um, mm. before he locks it down with Savannah, which will probably t- change the tone a little bit. 
So I feel like there's two parts to here. We're going to talk about – we're going to have to talk about um, if we really know the real reason Jake doesn't want to get married now. But also – but before that, on what world in is the plan for this person doesn't like me very much? So I'm going to roll up on their house stalker style and call them and that's how I'll win them over. Where, She's who thinks that? nuts. She's nuts. Well, and the thing is, she is nuts. And I think Jake is definitely like realizing that, right? And I feel like that's the real reason why he doesn't want to get married. Well, maybe 50%. <laughs> I feel like it's 50% like, hey, I feel like this girl's kind of crazy, right? And I really need to know in real life if this girl is crazy before I'm like tied to her. Right. Right. Sure. I'm sure she said crap to him, too. Like, I want to be married because I want to be, you know, married for 50 years. And he's like, that sounds crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she has. She's one of those people that I don't think is capable of kind of keeping that to herself if that's what she wants. Right. She's going to word vomit all over him. I feel like 50 percent like this girl's crazy. 50 percent. Hey, I think I want to sow my wild oats while I'm out and about. I'm not trying to lock it down with this person. I just want to, like, go out there and experience, like, you know, women and dating and things like that. And, I mean, fair-ish enough. He's been in prison since he was oh, 18. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I have no issue with Jake being like, I want to sleep with a bunch of women because I haven't had a chance to do that because I've been in prison for yeah. 20 years. Well, I mean, when you put it like that, that just sounds really gross. It's <laughs> like, okay, so you're just going to go around using people, you know? That, but Well, it, the, He's it, it, and that's where that's where that's where the difference is, right? I want to so right. I want to go out. I want to have some fun. I want to see what there is out there. That's one thing. If you're just like, no, I need to get my body count up because I feel like I've been in prison too low <laughs> and it is too low. I had, I need to get it up, and um, that's what I'm going to do. Which means he's going to use a bunch of women that way, and he's already using Savannah, right? Because yeah. if he has no, if he does, if he wants to do that. It's gross enough to do it as it, as it is. I'm just going to go, you know, hook up with a bunch of women that may or may not want to hook up with me. But like this other woman, I'm just going to hang on to her so she can take care of me while, while, while I can't be with other women. And then as soon as I get out, I'm just going to sleep around on her. Like that's well, quite what, honestly, I'm confused why he's really into her in the first place. It, you know, at first I was like, oh, well, she's helping him. Right. But yeah. he doesn't even sound like he really cares that much about her help. In fact, he kind of said, like, I was prepared to be in prison until, what was it, 2025? 2028. 2028. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was prepared to be in prison. I don't need you. I'll just be in prison until 2028. I thought that was an interesting and very telling yes. statement because it's like, I would rather be in prison than deal with you. <laughs> That's how I read it. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, that's 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 kind of true. Um, in in when you put it that way, which is part of the reason it hurt, it hurt her so much. But right. I mean, I think I think what we're seeing is that definite prison dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. For him in prison, maintaining this relationship is very mm -hmm. very low effort, right? Yeah. He just yeah. has to, especially because she's putting in all the effort. Yeah. And so for him, he's just like he doesn't have to be that into her because he's not putting that much. It's not like that much work. Right. He's like, eh, whatever, fine, okay. And then she's like, oh, we're gonna break up then. And he's like, all right, okay, bye, okay, 
Like, whatever. That's fine. Right? So don't feel bad for her. She's crazy town. I I, I want to. And then she does this crazy shit. Yes. Like. Mm, I don't even know if I want to. I don't think anything that I have heard about her makes me empathetic towards her at all. It sounds like she was kind of a shit girlfriend, like, in real life before she even met Jake. I mean, she said she had cheated on literally every partner oh, she's that's ever true. had. That's true. Right? I, I, guess I, I guess at the end of the day, I was like, I feel I, – I want to feel bad for her because there clearly has to be some deep-seated oh, fucked for up sure. shit that went yes. on to make her like there this. There is for sure some <laughs> things that have happened in her past, like – you know, not necessarily abuse, but like feeling unloved yeah. for yeah. sure and needing that affirmation somewhere. But I don't know. She is very not likable. Right. But that that's – yeah, but because that, that, that need for affirmation, I feel, I feel like mm-hmm. tends to be common among like serial cheaters because you get yeah. in a situation oh, where – Oh, yeah, for sure. You get in a situation, a relationship where you're not sure how things are going and you're just like, what I need is – Someone who wants me <laughs> now. Right. Right. Yeah. Or I feel like even if things are going okay, you're like affirmation from more people. Yes. Let's do that. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to our last couple, Renika and Asante. So Renika is driving down to the prison because Asante is supposedly getting released in a day. Asante has found a family member to pay his bond. Renika has the family member's number to connect with so they can both go and pick him up. So, Renika tries to call Asante, and weirdly enough, his phone has been disconnected, which actually worries her a lot. She calls the prison to see if he is there and has been released, and she gets word that he was released yesterday, Yesterday. which just (laughs) confuses her, because Asante had told her that he was getting released tomorrow. Renika then calls the sheriff's office to see if maybe he's in prison somewhere else, and maybe he got released one place, but got transferred somewhere uh, to another She knows something is not right. She's worried that a bitch came and picked him up. And now she's wondering if he disconnected his phone and she just won't ever hear from him again. Renika worried about her uh, own safety as she calls his family member at the truck stop. The person who picks up the phone tells her that she has the wrong number and doesn't know Asante. Renika then calls her sister Shakola to tell her about the drama. Shakola thinks that Renika's got played and she just needs to get out of there. Renika says that she has to go get her man, and Shakola says that doesn't sound like Big Diva, Renika's, uh, you know, rap personality, and she needs to have more respect for herself. She suggests that Renika has a decision to make, and that's all she has to say about that. So, what do you think has happened to Asante? Best case scenario and worst case scenario? Um, Best case scenario is... um, Something happened to his phone. Like he lost his phone. He dropped it somewhere. Um, yeah, but disconnected isn't disconnected like damaged to and the then phone. have it. Well, I'm saying then he went to a store, had a disconnect. I don't. I don't really have a best case scenario because worst case scenario, that dude gone. Yeah, He's right. gone. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, we know he has to reappear because they're on the next uh, love after lockup. Uh Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, they do at some point get reconnected. <sighs> yeah, I just, this sounds like it, it, it just sounds like it's going to be a situation where she's just going to keep getting jerked around and he's going to keep going off and do just appear and doing whatever and then come back and he's like, it's none of your business what happened. Like, it's my, like, 
you leave me alone. You want to be with me or not? Like done. End of story. But because it's because it, to me, it just seemed like just off the charts that it would be yeah. like if you're going to ghost the person when you get away and that happens. People are like, I'm out of prison now. I don't need that prison girlfriend anymore. I'm done with her. Yeah. Right. You'd think he'd at least have a decency to do that before she moved her children to another state. Yeah, just be like, for sure. You're like, yeah, just, just quick before you get before you move down here. We're done. <laughs> I've never done that. Yeah. Well, talking it just you. doesn't make sense to me anyway, because the other thing that was kind of confusing is I feel like this is premeditated. Yeah. Because why is he giving her some random phone number and telling her that his random family member is going to pay his bond? Like that to me, like doesn't make sense. Like who is actually paying his bond if random family member isn't? Right. And 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 I don't think she's off completely off base saying it's some bitch, right? Like, yeah. Right. And because that's always been the always been what everybody's been telling her is like, how do you know it's just you? Like, right. And this is definitely a situation. I think, you know, any relationship technically could you could say, how do you know it's just you? But this one really is. How do you know it's just you? It's like he has right. nothing else to do. It, and like, he has access to a phone, which most inmates don't. Right. Yes. Like and and. Yeah, so it does make it seem like who is that he gave it, and we know they're coming back, right? So I definitely yeah. can see him just being like, "I wasn't going to give you somebody's real number. I don't. You, you should be checking up. Why do you even call that number? Why are you going to check up on me? Like, I, well, they were supposed to meet up. Like, okay, here's what I think is possible. Okay, theory on it. Like, we all know, right? Asante's still, like, running game. Like, he's dealing drugs. I mean, that's the reason why he's at phone. Like, this guy is now on the straight and narrow. Right. His drug associates have bailed him out, mm-hmm. have gotten him back into the game, have hooked him up with a new phone, right? Get rid of that. And, get rid of his burner. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I think that's the best of the worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he just, his friends are helping him out now. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that his associates um, just, yeah, yo, here's a new phone. Get rid of that phone. That's the phone. That's the phone the prison you had in prison. That's the one they know about. Yeah, like, that was up someone's ass. Yeah. Get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, not just that, but it was like there's a decent chance that the prison knew you had that phone and now have it bugged or, or you know, monitored or whatever. And they're like, right, no, get rid of right. it. Um, but again, he's not telling her everything like or even remotely close to everything. It's, it's all yeah. lies to her. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we haven't heard from a lot of people. Uh, Andy and Brittany. Yeah, that's oh, wait. right. No, that was just that it. was it. That was just it yeah. was just them. Yeah, there's a lot fewer people on this show than there are on the other show. No, oh, yeah, the other show is like a cast of characters. Constantly. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh man. Yeah. All right, so out of the group that we saw this week, who was your student of the week? Oof, man, this is this is not easy because I really some people really piss me off and some people weren't it that much. I'll say Jade. Just for finally being like, oh, maybe I should take care of myself. Like, yes, you should take care of yourself. You should well, have a plan. I mean, her way of taking care of herself is like basically just like stealing some of his money, laundering yeah. Yeah, his money. <laughs> it's a start, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I went with uh, Jake. Okay. I feel like keeping it real with Savannah. Like, also being like, I don't need you to help me. 
I'm prepared for this to be over. Yes. I already got rejected from this commutation. The governor is still probably not going to do it. Like, so I don't know why we're spending all this time and energy on it for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. In a related story, my dunce is Savannah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That is just some crazy pants delusional stuff she does. That's just like, why? And and it's funny because he's like, you're being a weird stalker. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm just being like, no, you're being a weird stalker. It is always, always, always weird to call someone, to cold call someone and be like, I'm on your block. I'm right around the corner. Like, that's weird. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So for my dunce, I actually went uh, with Letitia. Like, why are you spending this money that I'm going to assume you don't have? For uh, for some beef with a baby mama. That you don't like, that know, is, don't met, not right. even sure actually exists. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's a dumb use of money, right? Is to prove someone wrong in a non-existent conflict, like, mm-hmm. questionably existent conflict. Yeah. 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 All right. All right what so about your life lesson? I guess related to them also goes to Brittany and Key Rock, and it's like... If your relationship is such – I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know that a relationship is strong or real if it's possible to continuously buy your way out of trouble. Yeah. Like if you're trying – if you find yourself trying to buy your way out of trouble all the time, then you're not actually dealing with the issues and it's going to fall apart. Right. Uh, my life lesson is for Renika. Like – the execution is not there when it comes to this, right? Like, Renika has kids. Yeah. What she really should have done is she should have, um, you know, gone there ahead of time, not spent $4,000 and moved the kids there, mm-hmm. checked out the situation. I mean, it didn't have to be long. Like, check it out for, like, a week. Yeah. Then spend the money to, like, move there. But it's like, I don't understand a lot of these women are like that. And I'm going to say women because it's mostly the women who are doing the movie. Well, right. Setting up house beforehand. Now that's, Why does it need to be, like, this perfect situation when he's out of prison? Yes, right. But the thing is, is they get tricked or, or fool themselves into thinking it's already perfect. Like, there's no yeah. way it could possibly go wrong. I know that. Why right. does everybody deny me? Right. And – To be more fair to the women, you say it's mostly women, but that's mostly because the men uh, who have children aren't allowed to be with their children and (laughs) therefore are not moving their children all the way across the country. Right. That's true. (laughs) Well, I mean, yes, because I was going to say there's certainly men that have tried to set up a life for people like moved like you got Sean. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Most most of the men – yeah. Don't have custody of their children and thus sure, moving sure. their children all across the country to be with their new person is not an option. Yeah. All right. Like Sean didn't like, care. Like Sean. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Perfect example. All right. Uh, so we will be back again next week. And because it's Labor Day and we've got another weekend thing, it's very likely that we will be back Tuesday. And I'm even going to possibly, possibly Wednesday. throw it out there yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So – uh, we'll be back to regular scheduled stuff after that, but yeah, until then, next Tuesday or Wednesday, we will see you then. Yes, see everybody then. Okay. All right. All okay. right. Bye. Bye. Bye.